What's going on guys and today's Trophy Kids, we got a great episode for you. We are covering NFL training camp news, we have a new segment, Nate's Questions, our big board topic of the week is Best Hangover Cures, and we wrap it up with some good final thoughts. Let's go. Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is August the 7th, and move aside, LeBron, there is a new king born in Cleveland. How are we doing today, sir? Doing well. How are you? Doing great. That new king, his name? Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield. What a weekend. What a what a summer Baker's really having. He's got the stash rocking. He's chugging beers at the game. He's all time. I love him. I went yeah. from, eh, I don't know about this guy. He might not be the best on the field. But his personality fits right in with the guy you need to control all the other personalities on that Cleveland Browns team. Loving the summer of Baker. Yeah, he's kind of like on his team. He's kind of like the most put-together maniac, I'd say. Yes. I don't know. So, yeah, like the best leading maniac. So he's kind of a maniac, so he understands all the other maniacs (laughs) that he's dealing with, and he can kind of just reel it all in. Yeah. And, yes, he has that city. He's he's got him. He's a – he has that city, dude. Paul he's awesome. His hands. He's living it up. And yes. he's doing well. And I will say, I hit on Baker. I said he would be a stud. Just a little humble brag there. I, I also thought he could put it together if he went to the right spot. I think he's in the right spot because of the talent Seems they surround him by. I still have my reserves about Freddie Kitchen, the first-year head coach. So, with all the Browns fans there, I would pump the brakes a little bit on this year's expectations. It could get real turbulent, especially if things go wrong early. I don't yeah. – Freddie Kitchen's going to have some learning curves, as well as the rest of the team will, but that is my, my area of concern. Um, LeBron is no longer the king of Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland is a football town to begin with, so if they ever got a guy like Baker, he was probably going to be pushed aside. But his coming back and leaving again, not a chance. Baker owns that city. If he resigns with them later down the line, he will be forever immortalized as the greatest athlete probably ever to live within the Cleveland area. As far as fan yeah. favorite, fan favorite, not talent, yes, fan obviously. Favorite. Fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, not athlete, but fan favorite. Yes. yes. So sure. yeah. that, that was the first news. We're kind of in the dog days of summer where there isn't a whole lot going on, but the football gods have provided us some things to talk about. Father Time and Tom Brady signing an additional contract. This man is never retiring. He has found the fountain of youth. He signed a two-year deal. Wonderful deal for the Patriots, I think, here, because you keep just extending them in brief, short increments, so if it all does start falling apart, there isn't too much downside there, but this man's never retiring. He's going until he, he dies. It, it really surprised me. It shouldn't surprise me, because they just keep extending him, so I shouldn't be that surprised, but I didn't think that this was going to happen, but yeah, it doesn't seem like he's ever going to end, and which is fine, because he's a stud. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that, with his extension, the average that he's making is 28 like was that a was that a shot at Atlanta? I was kind of wondering. <laughs> I didn't even put Brady, that together. Brady is like clever like that. I feel like yeah. I think that maybe a shot that's at hilarious, Atlanta, which is hysterical, <laughs> great troll. Um, so yeah, but he's never retiring. No, I mean I also love it too. For some reason, and this ties sort of back into the Baker story, which I'm actually going to flip this around to. I am shocked at the media who still talk about the fact that like, oh, this is the first time he's making 20 million. Yeah, no duh. Like he's got a super rich model wife and he's not a guy that like all quarterbacks at that level have huge egos don't get me wrong but his ego isn't driven by like i have the largest contract and make the most money it's how many wins do i have how many super bowls do i win so he's always gonna leave money on the table even if he didn't have the supermodel wife i think he'd have a big contract don't 
wrong, but he wouldn't be making max money. And we're still shocked in the media somehow. They're still talking about, oh, my God, how crazy is it that this is the first year he's going to make more than $20 million? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be shocking. That's kind of been, like, his thing. Like you said, also his wife. Also, I saw that he just put his house on the market for $39 million. I'd say he's doing okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's starting for cash. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I think he wants that money reinvested in a line, some, some wide receiver, some talent down the line there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Tom's fine. And yeah, it shouldn't be like this shocking thing. And I do agree. Tom is all about winning. He's all about his rings, and he should be. And I, I, I kind of am with you. I don't know if he'd be like, you know, this Kirk Cousins give me all the money possible yeah. type. I don't know if he would be. I don't think he would be. Like, I don't think, like, even if he didn't, like, if Giselle wasn't a bajillionaire through modeling, yeah. like, he, she was just an average woman that he married, and she wasn't making huge sums of money, I don't think he'd have a max deal. I think he would take good money and be probably in the top five, maybe top ten of paid quarterbacks. Yeah. But he cares way more about wins and Super Bowl wins, and he'll make his money in endorsement deals. Like, he's not ego-driven, like, that type of deal. Like, there are other quarterbacks in the league that are that way. Um, um, I mean, quarterbacks in the league look at – the new contracts that other quarterbacks sign, like, as a starting point, like, okay, now, since I'm next, I need to get more than this guy. And that's just not who Tom is. Exactly. Now, this leads me back to my second point, because I forgot to bring it up with the Baker thing. <laughs> Almost immediately, I knew Colin Cowherd was going to come in and just try to tear mm-hmm. him over the beer chugging thing. I think Colin Howard is a little hurt that he never got into a fraternity in life because he started – I don't know if he started his show. I saw the YouTube clip. He went on about a five-minute rant about Baker after saying he wasn't going to rant about Baker and compared it to a frat house. He seemed uh, very hurt about maybe not getting into a frat house. And, Colin, I want to (laughs) say it's okay, bud. (laughs) Like, it's all right. (laughs) But he seems very upset. Yeah, move on. You have kids. (laughs) You've got a major show on Fox. All right, let it go. <laughs> but it just reminded me, like, it's got to suck to be Colin Coward and, like, Max Kellerman who, like, get stuck in these hot takes. They are in the hot take industry, but then you can't enjoy, like, the summer that Baker's having right now or, like, the just thrashing Tom gives on an, any given Sunday. Like, because yeah. you're so built into your hot take that, like, you need it to succeed almost. That's got to suck. Like, I couldn't imagine not wanting to enjoy it. Like, the Baker ride is going to be fantastic one way or the other. It's either going to be crashing beautifully or it's going to rise beautifully. And either way, it's going to be fun. Same thing with Tom. Like, that sucks to be them. Agreed. Yeah, you have to, like, live off of just sounding like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, they are the hot take business, so things are going to go wrong. But that just sucks because it's a lot of yeah. fun to watch those two play. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, in other news, Michael Crabtree, I think the deal got put on hold. I saw it last night, though. I, I think it did, yeah. Yeah, but there's rumblings that he might get signed by the Cardinals. God, I hope so, because his wide receiver DB battles are some of the funnest things to watch. Like, the <laughs> the Aqib Tlaib snatching his chain yeah. every year, and, like, it's just, it's awesome. I want more of it. Michael Crabtree, yeah, he doesn't play around. He is a, uh, <laughs> no. he'll get right up in your face. And I remember Tlaib, he did the chain thing the first year, and then he did it the second year, and Crabtree was just... He just, like, lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I like him. <laughs> yeah, I very much love that drama. I mean, he, he didn't turn out to be the player people thought he was going to be, but, man, yeah, he's still but, hella entertaining. Yeah, a couple good years, but, yeah, he was never quite the player. I, I will always love that catch he had at Texas Tech to oh. win that fucking game, dude. Oh, just so badass. <laughs> dude, in a way, that kind of made him – like, live in the NFL a lot longer than he probably did because I'm sure coaches throw that high. Like, when he sends his highlight reel out, I'm sure that's still on it because that was oh, yeah. it, um, one of the moments that always sticks out in your head type of deal. 
Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it was. Uh, the other news coming out of training camp is AB has the grossest feet in the world. I mean, it. Yeah. that was one of the grossest pictures I've ever seen. Also, my question is, how does that happen at his point in his career? He's not a rookie. This isn't like his eighth grade training camp. Like, you're an all-pro who's been in the league a while. How are you not taking care of your feet well enough to where that doesn't right. happen? <laughs> and, like, he's he's uh, very wealthy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in general, like, he dresses flashy. He's like, he, he comes in on a helicopter. He comes in on a goddamn uh, – hot air balloon (laughs) but his feet i mean they just oh i mean they look like they belong to a mummy oh my god it was so gross the blisters i guess that's like just from not training right or something i don't know because like i don't know how that happens I i don't really either like he just puts in like so much work that like the know. friction is so bad with the force he's creating yeah, between that, the socks like his, and stuff. But his feet can't even like adapt to it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It just seems insane. But yeah. also brings us to the next point of hard knocks. Well, you're listening to this tomorrow, so hard knocks happened last night. I cannot wait. The moment that music hits, a chill just goes right down my spine. Like, oh, football's back. <laughs> you hear the whistles. You're like, oh man. Yep. Oh, you hear John Gruden's voice come on. I mean, they've already been giving clips. There's the one. Did you see the clip where he's like, we're not in the dream business. We're in the nightmare business. We're trying to take a lot of people's dreams. <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait. Yeah, AB's out here explaining to his kids the difference between Derek Carr and Big Ben because his kids are looking for Big Ben out there. It's like, oh, man, that's that's a tough explanation, the difference in quarterback. <laughs> or Mike, or, or Gruden versus Mike Tomlin. I mean, that's going to be a head-scratcher for his kids, like, who is this guy? <laughs> this guy is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other notable news in the NFL, really not notable, but just also kind of crazy. Ed Reed has the greatest bust of all time. Unbelievable. Which leads me to believe that the guy who did Ronaldo's bust is a football guy. Or girl is a football one because they're, they're an American football one. They're like, fuck this European football. We're giving him an ugly bust because I don't know how you make the Ed Reed bust that yeah. perfect and then have the greatest so- – well, maybe not the greatest soccer player of all time, but one of the best – Yes. It had that fucked up bus. <laughs> yeah, his was Ronaldo's was terrible, but Ed Reed's. I mean, oh my god! Like we should just have this guy. Just I mean, no disrespect to our people over in France, but let's have him redo the Statue of Liberty. Let's have him do everything. <laughs> yeah. This is unbelievable. It was the coolest thing of all time <laughs> between the hair and the like, beard. Awesome. I mean, it was amazing. He almost looked even like. I mean, it's a bus. It's all one color, but it almost looked like he was a little gray. Also, yes. That's crazy. All time. I love Ed Reed. Ed Reed, that still to this day, that speech in the uh, Miami tunnel where he's like, I'm hurt, dog. And you're just like, oh, man. At all, all time. Also one of the all-time teams ever. Like, I know I gave myself shit for that take where the Texans, where I said Texas could beat the Lions way back when. I do believe that Miami team. you were to bring up a team. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they would win, but there would be some times where you're going, oh, damn. All right. They don't look terrible out here <laughs> yeah they're like whoa there's some real talent out here yeah. like, oh my god still don't think they would win but there's a chance that they would they would have some plays <laughs> for yeah, sure they would for sure um yeah and the hall of fame game i mean i, I watched about the first half because i really wanted to see drew lock hand up i got through the first half i was like man that was brutal i turned on stranger things because i started burning through that recently and wanted to get through that before football season but oh I forgot how bad some of the preseason football would get. I just – I got so excited. <laughs> I got really excited too. It was so bad. It, I, I, did, I only watched the first half until I started watching The Sopranos. Um, oh, another great show. <laughs> great show. But, 
Yeah, I mean, it was really bad, but it was still nice. But, man, it was bad. But looking forward to Thursday, tomorrow. Um, it's going to be in play. So I, I think everyone pretty much plays tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's better. It's a better deal. Uh, say, I think the Bucks play on the 8th, Friday. But it's definitely a better deal when it's your team because you're way more invested in it. And, like, yeah. you're looking for those back. Those Who are you going to be your twos and your threes? If somebody goes down, who's backing them up? Are they good? Are they bad? Plus, you get a little smell of the starters at this point because yeah. they'll play like a series where the Hall of Fame game, you got five preseason games. There's no reason you're rolling out starters. Except for they played Wolf, which is a psycho move by the Broncos. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. If I was the offensive line, I'd be like, are you <laughs> shitting me right now? Why am I going up against this dude? <laughs> yeah, like my first tape? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm trying to make a team here, guys. Like, stop embarrassing me out here. God. Like, that was just mean. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I agree. When once you get on the field, it is like when your team gets on the field, it's a lot, lot better right. uh, from that standpoint. So we'll see. Um, that's really all I had the, for football. It's a, it's a bad week for sports overall. Want to bring up Lonnie? Oh yes, I forgot about this. Thank you, sports <laughs> media for cry- All right, so for those of you who don't know, Lonnie Junior or Lonnie Johnson Junior got kicked out of uh, the Texans Packers joint practice. For just laying dudes out. Here's the key point, though. It was during non-contact drills. The sports media apparently has forgotten about that. I saw an article on Barstool Sports from some guy named Jordy. Never heard of him. It's calling it the pussification of football. I don't know if he was trying to be sarcastic, but it sounded very seriously. I turned on ESPN 2, unfortunately. I saw High Noon. One, I've never seen that show. But Bonnie Jones and Pablo Toro... Were act- oh. They left out the key fact that it was a non-contact drill. You can't be putting people into concussion protocol in a non-contact drill. You can't. I, if it's known as a non-contact drill, no one is expecting a hit. Everyone's going about half speed. Yeah. You can't be laying people out, and you can't be like <laughs> bashing any sort of player, like calling them soft because <laughs> they got hurt in a non-contact drill. Yeah, and the also, coaches then threw them out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, he should be thrown out. Yeah. Um, also, Lonnie Johnson, never been there, but he's from, he's from Gary, Indiana. I've, I've heard it's a rough area. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then he put the Instagram picture, and he goes, I'm flexing on him, and he was flexing over. Because then he was mocking the guys, like, flexing over them and showing off his muscles, like, after decking them. We both played football. We know non-contact drills. You can have – if you're an athlete, you have some body control. Not that I'm saying I'm, like, some super athlete, but – you have enough body control if you're somewhat athletic to not be destroying people in these drills. Yeah, and if you ever make any sort of contact, you kind of just, you know, kind of like, you know, you kind of yeah. hug them, you know, it's kind of like, my bad. You know, it happens, but. Yeah, it's a thump. You don't lay them out. No, you're not putting dudes into concussion protocol. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Of course, a fight broke out, too. The Packers were not a fan, as I wouldn't be either. I mean, if that happened to me, I'm coming up swinging, like, full on. <laughs> yeah. No excuse. None yeah. at all. Yeah, as soon as they do have a contact drill, though, in practice, pray for Lonnie Johnson Jr. Because, oh, man, there is a blindside block coming right for you, bud. 100%. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me because that was, that was outrageous that the sports media – there are members in the sports media just like, yeah, this is the pussification of a football. Like, what bunch of babies. They're kicking people out for hitting too hard. What? The non-contact drill. Yeah. God. The guys they- are – were they in shorts? They were probably in shorts. Pro- I yeah, know. I believe one was. One was on a punt return. The guy's looking up at the ball, not expecting to get hit, and he's just laying him out. You just can't do that. <laughs> what? All righty. <laughs> Moving on. 
to a new segment, not sports related here for this one, but the new segment is Nate's questions. Every once in a while, I have a random question here. So I got a question for you. It sparked a little debate recently. Okay. Would you rather be a star on a syndicated sitcom or a C-list movie star? Not A-list like The Rock Johnson. I'm talking like C-list yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, the sitcom, for sure. That's what I said I think, initially. Yeah, yeah. This is the little, like, because I'm with you on that initially. Like, if you have, like, a Friends or, like, if yeah. you're, like, Joey and Friends, like, that's awesome. And they just do reruns? Yeah. Come on. But here's what I was thinking. The high point of a C-list, when I think of C-list, I'm thinking of, like, people who, like, are you're not, you recognize their face but maybe not their name. At some point, though, they, like, pop up and they get a shot to be, like, a B, A-list. And that high point has got to be an absolute rush. Like, like I typed in C-list actors just to be like, all right, what would be an example? And, like, Frankie Muniz came right up. Like, Frankie Muniz, for a, for a hot second, like, when we were growing up, his high point was pretty high. Now yeah. I'm with you. I still take sitcom, I think, because once you're done, you're done, and you're just cashing checks. Well, yeah, you kind of bring up Frankie, someone who I can kind of think was kind of in that C-list area and probably got up to B, B-plus, maybe even A, mm -hmm. and they've kind of crashed down. Shia LaBeouf. Perfect. Um, yep. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe, like, you know, that might be a better life, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking D. Like, I would never want to be a D-list. And obviously, I think A and B, you're like, yeah, of course. I'm cashing major checks and I'm a fucking movie star. Yeah. Um, but they have some high points, and then they just come back down to their C-level status. C's get degrees. But those high points have to be pretty fucking fun. <laughs> That's true. And also, it's almost like you you get to that high point, so you bring in a lot of cash, and then you kind of – me personally, I'm not like an attention seeker. Yep. And then you kind of go back down where, to where like you're not like the, the coolest guy in the world, and you're not going to get super bothered. Like, and not everyone's right. going to run up to you. But you're still recognizable. That might be the way to do it. Yeah. So you're still recognizable, but you could probably walk through the mall and not get like bummed. Exactly. Like, you know, like, like the younger generation is probably going to have no idea who you are, but whatever generation was growing up when you hit that high point would know you, mm -hmm. and they're going to be cool because they're older now, and it's just like a better situation. I think. Yeah. I, I thought about it a little more because my initial reaction was like, duh, sitcom. Like, obviously, yeah, I'm cashing checks. kind of talked me out of it, though. Yeah, but I think the C-list actor. It was, it was an interesting little drunk debate, so <laughs> figured I would throw it out into the show. But moving on, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll filter back because I, I have some fun ones here in the, the coming weeks. But right. big board, as always, listing our top three, doing them in the right order finally. Yep. And this week – because I got probably top five drunkest ever on Saturday. It was a disaster. Really? Oh, dude, I was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Best hangover cures. Because <laughs> I literally, I just died on Sunday. Like, I didn't revive until about 9 o'clock at night. Like, I'm at that age now where it just it's downhill when that happens. So, <laughs> doing best hangover cures. I've gone first the last couple of weeks. I will let you uh, take the first swing at this one. Okay, uh, my number one, um, a little bit of reefer. Um, mm. you know, strong. Yeah. You, you, you wake up and you feel like death and you know, you need to eat, but you're like, I can't eat. You partake in just a little bit of reefer. All, all of a sudden that bake, that bacon, egg and cheese that you need to get in your body. Just, it's way more appetizing. You get it down. You feel better. You kind of get a little sleepy too from the reefer. Maybe you take a little, little nap afterwards and generally you'll wake up and you hangover's gone. Yep. I, I would agree. That is a strong, strong number one. I mean, 
That, that, that definitely does it. My number one, Coke. Not the white stuff, but the Coca-Cola stuff. I'm sure the white stuff does great, too. <laughs> Never done it, so I cannot confirm whether or not it does. But I'm sure that's a great high. It probably takes it you right. probably helps. Yeah, probably helps. But no. Coca-Cola. I don't know why. It's got the carbonation. It's got the sugar. It's got the caffeine. When I'm dying, if I have, like, a death hangover, it's not really helping. Nothing is at that point that much. But, like, if I'm, like, a decently hungover, mild to decently hungover, love it. It is great. Helps straighten me out. I have, like, two of them. I'm good to go. Maybe a little coffee in there, too. The caffeine, I guess, is really where I'm going. Caffeine is a key one for me. Straightens me right out. Yep. Um, I was going to get coffee, but to me, you kind of just covered it, so I'm throwing that one out. Um, to me, it's just – this is where I, I first jump in. A lot of people think I'm crazy for this, but first I jump in a cold shower. Mm. Kind of shock the body. Yes. And then I warm her up and kind of just, you know, kind of let my body relax. Just a warm, hot, long, drawn-out shower. Sometimes, you know, I may lean against the wall a little bit, put my head up against the wall, shut my eyes, you know. There you, <laughs> you go. Know, real hungover, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so just a, a, a good shower. You get the, the whole bathroom just real steamy. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, my next one, I guess this is for, like, yeah, you could do this as long as you're not in, like, I'm in a puke mode. Little hair of the dog. Taking a nice if you can wake up and you can get a drink or two in you, just to just to push it off a little bit, I think it works perfectly. Nice shot of tequila. <laughs> maybe yeah. a maybe a little beer. Just something. If you if you can't stomach it, definitely don't do it. But that'll straighten you right up. The body's like, oh, I remember this from six hours ago. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you on that. Um, maybe a mimosa. Last one. Yeah, yeah. Or bloody. My last one kinda kind of goes in with this but i was just gonna say going out to if you can if you could do it going out to brunch yes where you can just feast yes and perhaps grab a mimosa reintroduce the alcohol just be like you know <laughs> things are okay yep uh, <laughs> get a little greasy stuff in you maybe some bread some carbs get, yep i'm yeah, with you get, get some stuff in you kind of get yourself going so yeah a big brunch 100 percent with you on that one um i'm a big fan of just going out and like doing something like uh, but that is not my number three. My number three is a good old nap. If I'm hungover, if I can get through the morning, I do all those things that we just mentioned. Cold, cold shower is actually a great one. A little yeah. Coke, caffeine, little food. Take a nice like noon, one o'clock nap. I wake up. I'm money. I'm good to go. Unless I'm like really dead, like Sunday. Unless you're like top five drunk you've ever been. That probably yeah, not yeah. much is helping you here. But just yeah, a regular maybe. hangover. Nap is perfect. I wake up refreshed. I'm ready to go. I can attack the next night. Yeah. Yeah. Some things that didn't make my list. I'm also a big getting out and doing something. Like getting out, maybe sweating just a little bit. Nothing like too rigorous, but just getting up. The body just kind of goes like, oh, okay, we're, we don't have time to be hungover this morning. We got to do shit. I think, feel like that helps also a lot kind of with your cold shower theory. Yeah. So big fan of those. Nice list. Yeah. One that I also had was um, it, it's only like – it's not really one, but it's only if you're real drunk and you sleep in real late. That's for us East Coast, you know, cent Central Coast, uh, Central Coast, Central Time Zone um, people. Uh, it's just waking up and football's already on. Oh, great it's visual. It's a football game just to kind of. Yep, easy Okay, things it. are all right. You know, we got football on. You feel better. I think you mentioned it a couple months ago, waking up to like a soccer game too, because it's just like a nice, yeah. easy on the eye system. Nice background. Especially if you got it, you got you got the hookup in your in your bedroom mm. where you can just not even get out of bed. Turn it on. It's soccer. You don't really need to watch everything. You can kind of drift off. 
if anything happens, you'll pick your head up. It's yeah. it's perfect. Are you a bloody guy? Um, I'd go for a mimosa over. A yep, bloody. same. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't understand yeah. Bloody Mary people. I really don't. I wish I could do them. Like I hate them. Who wants to drink tomato juice first thing in the morning? Like, give me my OJ and champagne. <laughs> I always try to do them, and I always like immediately yeah. regret it. Yeah, I do it a couple times a year. <laughs> I, I have one and I'm like why did I order this like this is sort of spicy I hate spicy it's got tomato juice it's a weird texture for me like I like the garnishes that come with it but I'm like god yeah. damn it I should have gotten a mimosa or a screwdriver like what am I doing Irish coffee yeah. one of the one of the other three options many more options yeah I'm with you alright well good to know uh, got any final thoughts here before we uh, wrap this up um, not really like a final thought I saw something kind of crazy today on Twitter um, let me bring it up it's good radio here um, let me see here <laughs> Nothing but the best from us. Um, from Warren Sharp, this is kind of crazy. He just talked about the quarterbacks Texans played last year. Let me read you these bombs. Well, first I'll read you the good ones. Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield. Pretty good. That's good. Um, after that, Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, Brock Osweiler, Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, Nick Foles, pretty good. Sam Darnold, yeah. Alex Smith, he that's where he broke his leg. Cody Kessler, Hopefully. Blaine Gabbert, Josh Allen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this year they play some stud quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Mahomes, Luck, Rivers, Brady, oh. Ryan, Newton. Oh. Yeah. I, I just – I can't believe the shitty quality of quarterbacks they played last year. I, I, I read that today. I was blown away. So that Warren Sharp the- tweeted yeah, that is an aggressive shift in quarterbacks um, <laughs> from one year to the next. I heard Colt McCoy's name in there. I heard he's tossing around for the number one spot right now. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> he's not going to make it a game and a half. I mean, it's sad, but it's just the truth. I mean, why even bother with that? Yeah. I had two. Somewhat on this, because the checkdown tweeted this out. If if uh, Fitzmagic starts for one game for Miami, he will have played for 25% of the NFL teams. He has played for the Jets, the Dol- if he plays for the Dolphins, Dolphins, Texans, Bengals, Bucks, Titans, Rams, and Bills. That's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. And he'll probably play somewhere else next year. Yeah. I don't know if I should respect <laughs> that or think that's insane. Like, that is yeah. the fact that he's been able to move around like that. And still, to this day, when he gets hot, we're like, Fitz Magic oh, is the greatest yeah. thing ever. And we just all jump in board because it is fun. But we all know it's crashing down soon. It is oh, yeah. his career roller coasters. He's a C list celebrity, basically, in the NFL. He he's, he's the C list version. He's our dream. <laughs> yeah, he is our dream. Um, my <laughs> final thought was on the Red Sox. Brutal couple weeks. As we've discussed multiple times, baseball is not our not our top priority here, but I check in every once in a while. I don't understand what the Red Sox are doing. Like, the tread de- te- deadline came and passed, and we did nothing to address the one problem we have, pitching. Like, you know there's a problem. It hasn't really been great a ton. Like, yeah, we won a World Series last year, but we had a closer, like an actually good closer, which we don't have this year, and a guy or two we could go to in the bullpen. There's nobody right now. Like, I don't know how you don't fix that problem. The Yankees just absolutely took a broom to our heads. And, like, we were on a skid. I know they won a game uh, last night, uh, but on a terrible skid. They're, like, I want to say, like, nine or something games out. The wild card's – it's more than that, actually. No, they're, they're like, five games out of the wild card, but, like, I forget how many wow, of them. I didn't know they were that bad. Oh, dude, they're terrible. I just don't know how you address – you don't address the pitching during the trade deadline. Like, what do you – 14 and a half games back from the Yankees. 
14 Wait, and so half game back. I pay no attention to baseball. I want to say the past two Sundays, maybe there was a gap in between Sundays. The Red Sox played the Yankees, and I wagered on the Yankees both times. They were dogs in both games. I did not realize they were that much better than the Red Sox. Well, yeah, so there was like a weekend not that long ago. I forget exactly. Maybe like a weekend or two ago where the Red Sox almost swept the Yankees. And then they went on this absolute disaster skid. <laughs> and then they just got brutalized by the Yankees this weekend. I mean, it was an embarrassment from start to finish. They lost they lost 7 to 4, 6 to 4, 9 to 2, 4-2, and then they lost to the Rays before that. Uh, 9 to 4, they lost to the Rays, 8 to 5, 6 to 5, they lost to the Yankees, 9 and 6, and then they beat the Yankees in that series where I was saying they won three. Like, it is a disaster. I don't know how you don't address the problem. I don't know how you do that. I mean, I, I'm not throwing them out because they're only five games behind the wild card spot. And in baseball, yeah. as long as you get in, like, you can get hot in, like, a oh, yeah. second and rip through it. But, like, I don't see how they're getting hot because they didn't address pitching, and I don't know who you go to in that bullpen. So, congratulations, Red Sox. Like, I feel like we just threw away this season right off the bat. And we have good hitting and, like, good defense. It's just don't have no pitching. And I don't know why you don't go out and make a move. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that was my final thought. That's all I really had. And the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing, which was crazy that he's only – he's played for 25% of the teams in the league. That's crazy. That's got to be – I don't know how many players have done that, but he's got to at least be the first. And if not, he's in a very small majority because that is nuts. Yeah, but, and to actually get playing time at yeah. his position. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got to be. To get playing time and then actually do well for a couple weeks and then just, like, oh, die yeah. off. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that does it for us this week. We'll be back next week. As always, peace.